Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Friday. It is Friday, May 6th. And uh, man, has it been disastrous this last week when it comes to the markets. We'll talk about that and more when Dave joins us here in just a few moments. But before we get to that point, let's just remember that there's only one thing that any of us can really control when it comes to, uh, to our portfolio. And that's how much risk you have. And if you don't know, then you can't really control it. So you need to understand what that is. That's why we created the core retirement design to help you re design the retirement you always dreamed of. Give us a call at 863-382-0037. With that, we got Dave coming up next. Field there. Good morning. It's 841 now, 19 here before 9. Check in with your money and see how Wall Street is doing. Yesterday I I met a friend for a uh, Cinco de Mayo beer after work, and he was kind of crying in his beer over the uh, fact that the Dow was down over a 1,000 points at the time that we met for our brewski. He may be going to hard liquor today. Let's <laughs> find out what brand he's going to have to go to. and check in with Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services downtown and see how uh, Philip's attitude is toward yesterday. Philip, how are you today? Hey, I am still here, uh, still kicking. It was not a great day yesterday. I think I saw somewhere in the headline that it was the worst day since uh, COVID hit in 2020. So um, definitely not good news. But we're seeing now that uh, some of the companies, the numbers they're giving us are okay. But they're looking ahead saying it's going to be tough to make money the rest of this year. And I think that's finally putting some pressure on the markets to kind of, as you say, reset. Yeah, it's it's one of those times just to set the table so everybody knows just how crummy a day it really was yesterday. Dow was down a full 3.12%, down 1,063 yesterday. Standard & Poor's was off by 3.56%, down $153. NASDAQ was down by 647 points, down almost a full 5% in one darned day. And I was looking at the curves, and as you said, Philip, I, I'm kind of reading this as being, we're just repricing the indexes right now based upon expectations about what the Fed is going to do. And looking at the growth stocks on NASDAQ, they're down a full 5% yesterday alone. They tend toward being, the growth stocks tend to be more debt-driven, and they're looking at their debt load, in other words, interest expenses, going up by an average of probably 20 or 25% off of their uh, income statements. Well, that's a reprice on the, uh, on, on the stock price, isn't it? Absolutely is right. When we, when you, when you, you know, earnings, I mean, you look at stock prices is a factor of earnings. And if earnings are going to decrease, then the stock price has got to go down to meet that. Um, I was just running a, a quick number here. The NASDAQ is now down 24% from its high. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. How far, how far down are we percentage wise on the S and P? Let me just run that for you. You talk real quick yeah, and I will figure it. We haven't <laughs> hit bear market quite yet, or at least I hope, but when we start getting down three and a half percent in one day, I start kind of wondering as I didn't have a chance to hit my calculator yet this morning while I was doing news on all the other stations. What do you come uh, up with? 15.8 right now. <clears throat> 
getting dangerously close to bear market. I guess I I always try to do the Merry Sunshine routine, and to an extent I'm going to continue to try doing it. One of my columnists this morning said, you know, granted this has been a really scary start to the year, but it's not that abnormal. They did a run on the thing, and since 1950, the Standard & Poor's has seen an annual maximum drawdown once during the year of around 14%. So, okay, yeah, we're off. We're having a worse-than-normal drawdown, but a correction is not all that scary. A bear market is something nobody necessarily wants to see, and NASDAQ is decidedly into that. But everything being relative, because the numbers are so darn high, when we're talking about Dow Jones numbers over 30,000, and been there for years like that now, a 14% drawdown from a 30,000-plus number, it sounds a lot scarier. But, you know, 10% corrections happen on average once a year, as they do anyway. So, uh, yeah, it stinks. Yeah, it's not looking great. Yeah, the guidance when we get to the end of the quarterly reports isn't so hot, but uh, people get some perspective. Things have been worse, and, uh, yeah, the drawdown might be scary, but it's not that uncommon. It's not, Dave, but let's just factor in here just a little bit of, of some other perspective. And that's that if if you have your risk lined up properly, then then the numbers heading south should be something that folks can stomach and, and not have to be sweating bullets because their 401k or their portfolio is down 20%. Well, if you can't handle 20%, then then that tells us there's too much risk. And if you don't know what that risk number is for you and your portfolio, then there can be a big disconnect there. And you do start sweating bullets when things like this happen. Absolutely. I've been listening to your advice for years. I did some realignment on my own retirement fund. And uh, yeah, I'm off by a little bit, but I'm only off by 3%. That's a risk level I can handle to include a little bit of risk with the upside potential on on more equities than I should have at my age. You got a plan for this junk, don't you? Yeah, you absolutely do. And you need to have a plan. And, uh, you know, an income plan really does go a long way to help smooth out uh, the risk that you have in the in the risk part of your portfolio. Absolutely. Brings us up to the morning news. And uh, when we get to the numbers for today, it's not as catastrophic as yesterday was by any way, manner or form. It actually looks like things have improved a little bit since the first time I looked this morning. But we st- we got the big unemployment numbers that came out today. Federal government said we uh, created 428,000 new jobs in this country last month. That's above expectations. But the unemployment rate stayed flat at 3.6%. And I'm still, I, every time I look at unemployment numbers, whether it's first-time claims or the monthly number, uh, we're looking at such an anomaly where, you know, there's far more jobs chasing job seekers than there are job seekers to fill them. Uh, you know, okay, so we overachieved on the number of jobs we created. That's great. Did anybody take any of them, you know? Exactly. And so that does become an issue. You know, I've talked to clients yesterday. It's like, you know, there's still 10 million plus job openings. And was the number yesterday, we got less than 1.4 million people that are on uh, continuing claims. So there's a big disconnect there. So like the Chairman Powell was saying on Wednesday, you know, we could we could have a lot of folks lose their jobs, but we have jobs for them. It may not be the job they want, but there's jobs out there. And and that's one reason that he believes that we won't end up actually in a recession. But like I was telling folks yesterday, if we get to a 
1% growth rate or a 0% growth rate, it's still going to hurt. That's a big decline in, from what we're used to. And we actually had a decline in the GDP while you were out of town last week. Uh, first reading on the on the GDP for the last quarter was an actual decline. So see that two quarters in a row and people were calling that a recession, right? That's absolutely right. Of course, that was the first reading. Hopefully the second reading will get it up to at least a zero. I, I take zero quite happily right now. But yeah, your point's taken, and Powell put it in kind of callous terms. Yeah, we can lay off half the country and we'll still be fine. But uh, fact of the matter is an overly hot, uh, overly hot employment market right now is kind of like an insurance policy against a recession. Uh, from the uh, you know from the uh, Federal Reserve standpoint, because uh, they can afford to do a little bit of tightening, because the economy can afford a little bit of a kick in the shins, because we've got an overly hot employment market right now. That's not good for people that are affected by it. But on a macro basis, we're relatively safe from a recession for the rest of this year, 2023. I'm not necessarily placing bets. Exactly. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be going out that far either, Dave. <laughs> the other numbers that came out pretty much uh, within line of expectations or minor misses. We had a small increase in uh, in uh, in wages and a 34.6 average hours per week work. That's the same as the month before. So I can't see the unemployment numbers really affecting the market very much other than reassurance that they're relatively on target, which looks like it's cut back some of our early morning losses so far. Uh, yeah, but they're coming back after people have digested everything. The other thing I want to mention is we're not talking about, um, yeah, no, the 10 year, the 10 year uh, has gone well past 3% now at three, almost 3.1%. Oh, gosh. Well, we're expecting it after a half a percent rate increase earlier this week and the projections of two more half percent increases. Uh, we're going to look at federal bonds being at the kind of rates that we were used to seeing a few years ago. And that's going to affect the federal debt people because our interest payments, when those bonds roll over, they're going to roll over into the newer, higher interest rate. And uh, what's going to happen to the federal deficit? Uh, that's right. That means it's going to go up and uh, continue to be an issue. So, um, yeah, hey, I want to I want to just um, this was an interesting quote, and uh, I want to read it from Tyler Durden, who's just a, an op ed type piece that I found. But it says the Fed is attempting to land a B-52 bomber on a piece of string and most risk markets still have their fingers in their ears and their hands over their eyes. Hope is not a strategy. That's uh, probably pretty safe advice. And I like the analogy of B-52 on a piece of string. It's yeah. probably pretty close. And let's face it, in fact, a matter is world banking people have always said our Federal Reserve is not above the midpoint in terms of being able to regulate the economy accurately with uh, responding in proportion to the challenge they've got. So I, my faith in the Federal Reserve to do the right thing as far as the interest rates and the right quantity uh, is not exactly well placed at the yeah. moment. Can you give me any good news out of the companies with quarterly reports this morning? You know, I've been trying to find some, Dave, and there's some mixed in here, but I'm just going to go through a list, and they're not all good, believe me. A lot of bad ones in here. So we got Under Armour. You know, through the years, you and I have talked about them on and off, and so uh, they uh, they had a, a miss this quarter. They lost one cent a share. They were supposed to earn six cents a share, so a seven-cent miss there, and uh, weaker than expected outlook. And so that's not good. High cost, supply chain disruptions, the things everybody's really dealing with. But they are huge. They're down 17, almost 17 and a half percent this morning. It'll be a new 52 week low for them right now at $11.80 a share. 
I was looking at that and saying there has to be a reason they're on top of my big loser list this morning. Yeah, Cigna, Cigna actually ended up uh, coming out with a profit of $6, a little over $6 a share, considering they were supposed to earn $5.18 a share. So better than expected there. Revenue was above forecast. Um, they're seeing some strong benefits when it comes to their pharmacy benefit management business. They're up about a third of a percent today. The, um, the Shake Shack is having some struggles today. They, uh, you know, they beat uh, on on revenue. They lost on they, they they had a quarterly loss that was less than expected. Revenue better than expected, um, but they have a lighter than expected outlook. It's one of those outlook things they're dealing with, like you and I at the grocery store, mm-hmm. beef, chicken, other commodities. They're having to pay higher prices as well. Uh, so they're trading down 1% today. I was trying to find you some good news somewhere, Dave. I, I really was. I was um, you're looking not doing, you're not everywhere. You're doing real well so far. I know. So let's look at Block. Block is, it used to be called Square, you know, the, and the payment company, uh, kind of mm-hmm. like a Visa, MasterCard, except for they, didn't, they don't hold the plastic. They process them. Um, and so they, uh, both uh, profit and revenue, they missed on on expectations Uh, so but their operating earnings exceeded the forecast and it's not expected to see the um, deterioration in consumer spending so people are still spending money they're using that Mm -hmm. plastic so they're up 3.7 percent this morning well it's about darn time you found some good news i tried but i'm gonna i'm gonna have to close with this one dave because we talk about real estate a lot and Zillow reported, you know, they're the ones on the online that you can go look, see what your property's worth. They uh, issued weaker than expected forecast, uncertainty in the real estate market, even though they had better than expected profits and better than expected revenue. But they should be on your big loser list today as well, down almost 16% this morning, a new 52-week low at $32.83 a share. I saw them hit a new low, and I was saying, "Oh, geez." Well, I'll be, I'm, I'm going to assume I'm going to I'm going to get an awful lot more junk mail out of Zillow telling me my neighbors are for sale. <laughs> uh, resetting the table, big down day yesterday. Everybody was down over three percent, and the Nasdaq was down darn near five. It really stunk. Forty-five minutes before we open, is there anything good to say about the morning so far, Philip? I'm going to have to say no, Dave. There's not. We've got everything's heading south this morning. The Dow's down a half a percent. The S&P 500 is down seven tenths. NASDAQ 100, get this, Dave, another 1.1% to the downside. So, uh, yeah, we've got the VIX, the S&P 500 VIX, up eight tenths of a percent to, uh, let's see, $30.68. I'm sorry, $31.58 right now. So that's a, a big move up. On the commodity side, I was trying, well, there was, yeah, it keeps jumping between uh, green and, and red, and that's silver. Silver took a big dump yesterday, uh, back down below uh, 23, back down below 22.50, actually, and it's kind of flat right now at 22.40. Gold still, it lost big yesterday. It's uh, back below 1900. It's 1877, which is right now up a tenth of a percent. Crude oil is heading the wrong way, Dave, up 1%, 109.28 a barrel. Yuck. Yeah. 
Overseas markets, I can't say a lot good about either. The Chinese government basically told their citizens, thou shalt not say anything bad about the COVID shutdowns. We're going to continue. Uh, markets weren't impressed by that. The Chinese mainland market was down 2% of the close. Hong Kong, where they're more sensitive to government edicts, 3.8% of the close this morning. European markets are all off about eight-tenths of a percent halfway through their day as well. Philip, this uh, you, you alluded to it earlier. Stability and planning and getting the risk out of a retirement fund, the closer you get, the more important it is. How do I find you to find where the risk is in mine? Absolutely, Dave. And that's why we developed the core retirement design to help people take some of that risk out of their portfolio and design the retirement they always dreamed of. Hey, to figure out what your core retirement design looks like, give us a call at 863-382-0037. And then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk, 730. All righty, and back here on Monday on Light FM. Philip, you have a great weekend. We'll see you then, all right? All right, you too. Thank you. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services, Philip Statler. Folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us today. I know it's been a, a roller coaster of a week, but that's why you're here. So we can keep you updated. Hey, if you don't know how much risk you have in your current portfolio, that's important. Call us, get on our schedule, and let's walk through our core retirement design and make sure that the risk you have matches up with the risk you can handle. Give us a call, 863-382-0037. With that, have a great day. Have a great weekend. I look forward to talking to you again on Monday. Bye now.